Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad you can run to the Father again and again and again? How many of you run to some folks that get tired of you? Huh? How many of you raise your hand and say, you get tired of some folk, all right? Aren't you glad that God doesn't get tired of us? Take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 9. John chapter number 9. How many are thankful for the Bible today? Well, we're living in a crazy world, aren't we? And while we speak, there are people that are hiding for their lives. Literally, hiding for their lives. And here we are in the United States of America, opening our Bibles, complaining about most things in our lives. How many are you glad God's good? Verse number one says that as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus answered and said unto him, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while of this day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind with the clay. You ever seen anybody do that? You let somebody spit in clay and put it on your eyes? Said unto him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his day, way, therefore, and washed and came seen. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that was blind, said, Is not he, this he, that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Let the church say amen. Our Father, you pray, we pray you add thy blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Help me to be a blessing. Hide me behind the cross of Christ. I pray that in no way I'd, I'd hinder the work of the Holy Ghost of God. And I, I certainly pray that you'll bind the devil, put a hedge of protection about this place. I pray, God, that you speak to hearts. Now, Lord, there are a lot of guests here, a lot of people here, and, and there's a lot of propaganda and information and philosophy that's going on in the world that that claims to be the hope for what people need. But God, we understand that there is no hope outside of Jesus. And so we're asking today that you will do a great work in and through the service. Thank you for being God. Now, Lord, I pray, God, that you will do now in this service what only you can do. And I pray, God, that Jesus truly would be magnified. Save souls, Lord. We prayed for weeks that somebody would get saved today. 
I pray that it be more than somebody. I pray a, a whole bunch of people get saved. And for those of us that are saved, help us to serve the one that saved us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I have uh, often wondered what it would be like to be blind. Uh, I've worn glasses for a while since I was elementary school, and my, my eyes are not that bad. I, I, I can't imagine particularly in the United States of America of being blind. I'm talking about all the way blind. You can't see. I've, I've been out and about, and I've watched blind people moving with something like this and, and feeling around how to get around. I, I'm talking about you can't cross the street by yourself. You, you have never seen what your parents look like. You, you have no visual for the physical features of your siblings and loved ones. Blind, and not just blind, but begging, sitting on the side of the road begging for somebody to feed you, for somebody to help you. I'm not just talking about blind, I'm talking about blind and broke. I'm not going to ask you how many know what it means to be broke. How about blind and broke? I'm talking about miserable. Folks, we look at people and we, we sympathize with people, but we don't realize how bad of a struggle it is to be blind, to never see a sunrise or a sunset, never see a full moon, never look at stars, never see trees, never see mountains, never, never see birds, never see flowers, to never look at a photograph, to need help to walk through the house, to, to not be able to shop by yourself, to stroll the streets, to catch the, the metro, to, to pick up an Uber. I, I'm talking about to not know who's around you, what they're doing, what they're saying. You're blind. It's, it's hard for me to imagine what it would like to be blind, but this man was blind. For all of his life he lived this way. Blind. Dependent on somebody else. Until one day something happened. Some of you say, I came this morning. I, I know, I know. They found a cure for his blindness. No, no. Some wealthy individual took him and cared for him. No, 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 no. The greatest day in this man's life was not when he became a charity case or not when he came into a large sum of money. I submit to you that the greatest day in this man's life, the day when everything changed in his life, is when Jesus passed by. He would never, ever be the same. Ladies and gentlemen, you may not picture yourself like this man. You, you may not be able to imagine what this fella was like. But can I tell you that every single one of us was born blind, spiritually blind, lost without direction, lost without hope. Aren't you glad you used to be blind, man? Aren't you glad for the day when everything changed? I wish I had a few witnesses in the house. Aren't you glad for the day that was the greatest day in your life? You, you may be here today wandering around. You may be blind. You may be in this service. You got a car. You got a house. You got a job. You got, you got a nest egg set aside. But spiritually, you're lost. You can't find your way. You're groping around in the darkness. You're, you're looking for religion, and you're looking for fame, and 
and fortune and you're looking for the change of venue in life to give you all the hope. You know why you're blind? You're wandering around in the darkness. Could I tell you what makes this church special? Not the pastor, not the building, not the carpet, not the decor, not the sound system, not the screens. I'll tell you why I love being a member at Crossroads Baptist Church. Because every single time we assemble, regardless of who sings, regardless of who's at the door, regardless of what the weather is, regardless of what season it is, what time it is in the year, if you come to Crossroads Baptist Church and this good old-fashioned Bible is open, I'll tell you why I like being here. Jesus passes by. And when he passes by, everything changes. Maybe God brought you to service today because he wants you to be here in this spot when Jesus passes by. Anybody listening? In this story, when Jesus passed by, his situation was discerned. Look at chapter 9 very quickly. The Bible says Jesus passed by and saw him. He saw his shameful degradation. He saw his sad desolation. He saw his serious desperation. He saw this fellow couldn't get out of his spot. He saw this fellow couldn't go anywhere on his own. He saw this fellow was stuck there and could not get out of where he was stuck. Aren't you glad that Jesus looked at this man with concern and with compassion and he saw his problem? Somebody in this building is going through something that you can't share nobody knows about we don't know what you came through we don't know the generational curses in your family we don't know the, the drugs you struggle with we don't know the depression you're struggling with we don't know the pain you're carrying in your mind but I'm here to tell you that the man who put the stars in place and the moon in space and the sun hanging on nothing that it never falls down what we can't see what I can't read your mind I can't see your heart I can't witness the doctors can't see your real heart with some stethoscope but I'm glad today that Jesus who loved you and died for you he sees you today and he cares. His situation was discerned. His, his soul was delivered. Aren't you glad this man got delivered? Oh, he, he was delivered with a unique purpose. Jesus said his parents didn't sin, that the works of Christ could be manifest. Let me tell you something. When God changes your life, guess who looks good? God looks good. Notice the unquestioned plan. Jesus said, not after he spit on that clay and put it on his eyes, he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Theologians have tell us, told us it was possibly a half a mile walk for this fella to go. Now watch this, watch this now. Jesus spit in the clay and put it on his eyes, but he didn't start seeing as soon as he put it on his eyes. This guy had to believe that this man talking to me knows what he's talking about. He had to walk a half a mile just because Jesus said so. Somebody in here wants to go to heaven. You've been baptized. You've taken the right hand of fellowship. Somebody slapped you upside the head. You've been born in a Christian family. Somebody anointed you with oil. You're trying to get your good to outweigh your bad, but it's just not working. You say, how do I go to heaven? you got to trust the one who loved you and gave himself for you. You got to believe just because he said so. You got to pray just because he said so. You got to repent just because he said so. You got to get washed in his blood just because he said so. When this guy got to the pool of Siloam, just because Jesus said so and washed in the pool of Siloam, his eyes started to see. And I don't care what you've done in your past. I don't care what family you're from, what side of the tracks you've been born on, what your criminal record may look like. If you do what Jesus said and trust him as Savior, he'll take your blind eyes and let them see. The story was declared. There were always curious critics. Curious critics. Let me tell you something. Anytime, anytime God delivers somebody, the haters come out. Well, well, I don't even know if that's him. It may look like him. 
Somebody said, I don't even know if that's the same guy. I mean, he might have a twin. I mean, and just read the passage. There's so much in John 9, I don't have time. There, there were the haters, the curious critics that came out. But aren't you glad there was not only curious critics, but there was a courageous convert. <laughs> listen, listen. They said, who was he? Well, who was the man that healed you? I mean, was he a sinner? And the man's kind of, how am I going to know who healed me if I was blind? He listen, I don't know who he was. I never saw Was he a sinner? Was he legit? Was he a fake? Listen, the fellow said, I can't tell you who he is. I can't tell you much about him. Here's what I can tell you. I once was blind, but now I see. And somebody in the building ought to lift your hand up because you know the day you got saved, you couldn't explain predestination and election. You couldn't explain sanctification and justification. You didn't know where Habakkuk was. You didn't understand what the curse of Ham was. You didn't understand how the King James Bible got translated. You may not have understand what the book of Revelation 8 is all about, where them scorpions coming from and the moon turning red and the sun turning black and the 144,000 out of seal. But one thing you do when you got saved, I once was lost but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was dead, but now I'm alive. I once was headed to hell. Now I'm going to heaven. Somebody give God the praise that he's in the business of changing lives. There was a convincing change and a consequential casting out of this fellow. is an amazing once this fellow would not shake on the change that this man Jesus had made in his life, they cast him out. Chapter 9, verse number 34, they cast him out. Watch this now. The religious folk didn't want to hear from a genuinely changed man. Be careful. Be careful when you're so spiritual, you get ticked off when people get changed. You're so holy, you get ticked off when people get changed. You're so busy trying to be a Pharisee and making everybody look a certain way and sound a certain way. And, and when somebody comes in and ain't dressed right and don't look right and don't smell right and don't fit the part and don't match the protocol, you're ready to dismiss him because he's got a story that doesn't match your little high sedity self. I'm here to tell you that Jesus is still saving drug addicts and prostitutes and whoremongers and liars and cheaters. I'm glad. Don't cast people out with a change like your hypocritical self might need to go somewhere. And Jesus passes by. Lastly, the, the service is demanded. I'm closing. The situation is discerned. He saw him. The soul was delivered. He healed him. The story was declared. He talked about what Jesus did, but the service was demanded. Look in our text in verse 36, and we'll close. After this fellow was cast out. Huh? After this fellow was cast out, Jesus found out they cast him out in verse number 35 and found him. Aren't you glad Jesus cares about rejects? Somebody in here is discouraged because everywhere you've gone, you've been cast out. Can I tell you something? When people put you out, Jesus come find you. Jesus, Jesus looking for the underdogs. Jesus looking for the, the people everybody want to pick on. Jesus looking for the one that gets bullied. Je Je Jesus looking for the one nobody want to care about. Jesus looking for the one that people say you shouldn't be here. Jesus looking for the one that people look down on. Je 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 Jesus cares about everybody. Amen. He cast him out and said to him, dost thou believe on the Son of God? That's all Jesus, Jesus wasn't concerned about what he looked like. Jesus was concerned about what he believed. Do you believe on the Son of God? Look at verse 36. He answered and said, who is he? Next word. Lord. Look at Jesus' response. It is he that talketh with thee. That's King James language for you looking at him, buddy. <laughs> Who is the son of God? Jesus said, 
you look the one talking to you right now. Aren't you glad for the day the light bulb came on on who Jesus was? <laughs> Aren't you glad for the day you found out he wasn't just the big daddy upstairs, the butler you ring the bell for when you get thirsty, a prefix to your cuss words, but that he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords? Aren't you glad for the day you found out he wasn't some hippie that walked on the earth for 33 and a half years, but he was God manifested in the flesh who was tempted at all points yet without sin? Aren't you glad for the day that you found that that man wasn't just a contemporary of Muhammad or Buddha or Confucius, but he actually did get beaten, bruised, belittled, and brutalized, put in a borrowed tomb with a stone in front of it, and three days later rose again. The sincere request, who is he? The sovereign revelation, he's the one that's talking to you. And the sensible response, here's what Jesus said. I'm the one talking to you. And the man said, Lord, I believe. Personal faith. See, you can't go to heaven on somebody else's faith. I said you can't go to heaven on somebody else's faith. Can't go to heaven on your mama's faith. Hey, watch this now. God got a lot of children, but he don't have no grandchildren. Some of y'all will get that later. <laughs> See, you're a grandchild because cause, 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 cause your, your parents got a parent. Huh? See, but God's not nobody's granddaddy. When you get saved, he don't become your grandfather. He becomes your father. You can't go in through mama and daddy. You can't get in the family of God through somebody else. You got to get in through the door. And somebody in here this morning is saying, well, why would Jesus care about me? Why would Jesus look at me? Why, why would Jesus be concerned about me? I'm too far. This is how this fellow fought. Nobody concerned, was concerned about him. Nobody cared about him. He sat there begging and nobody stopped by. And somebody in the building, people all over the world think, Jesus wouldn't save me. Jesus couldn't change me. Jesus wouldn't think anything about me. I've done too much wrong. I've failed too many times. He doesn't know how bad I am. Maybe you're in the room this morning. You come from another religion or you've been taught another thing or you've grown up thinking something else. Why would Jesus? Jesus care about you. Could I tell you, Jesus can save anybody, and Jesus can identify with anybody, and regardless of who you are, Jesus has what you need. He's the bread of life so bakers can understand. He's the water of life so plumbers can understand. He's the light of the world so electricians can understand. He's the wonderful counselor so psychotherapists can understand. He's the cornerstone so architects can understand. He's the firm foundation so builders can understand. He's the door so carpenters can understand. He's the son of righteousness so astronomers can understand. He's the hidden treasure so them bankers can understand. He's the life so biologists can understand. He's the great physician so doctors and nurses can understand. He's the good teacher so educators can understand. He's the lily of the valley so florists can understand. He's the rose of Sharon so gardeners can understand. He's the good shepherd so farmers can understand. He's the rock of ages, so geologists can understand. He's the vine, so horticulturists can understand. He's the righteous one, so judges can understand. He's the advocate, so lawyers can understand. He's the judge, so criminals can understand. He's the pearl of great price, so the jewelers can understand. He's wisdom, so philosophers can understand. He's the word, so actors can understand. He's the alpha and the omega, so scientists can understand. He's the king of kings, so royalty can understand. He's the way, so traffic wardens can understand. He's the truth, so politicians can understand. He's the captain so armed forces can understand. He's the wind, so the weatherman can understand. He's deliverer, so postmen can understand. He's the mediator, so the United Nations can understand. He's the line of Judah, so zookeepers can understand. He's the lamb, so veterinarians can understand. He's the rider on white, the rider on the white horse, so jockeys can understand. He's the indescribable gift, so shoppers can understand. He's the refuge, so refugees can understand. He's the shelter, so homeless can understand. He's the father, so orphans can understand. He's the bridegroom, so wedding planners can understand. He's the resurrection so funeral directors can understand. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by him. (laughs) 
You've come to the right place today. Jesus is passing by. And he's concerned about you. And you may not know how to fix your problem. But regardless of who you are, he has exactly what you need. Our Father, we thank you and we bless you. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. I'd like us to listen, and I'd like our leaders to be available in the foyer, please. Let me ask you a couple questions. How many say, preacher, one thing I know. I know if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I have Bible reasons to answer that question. Please listen. I know if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I have Bible reasons to answer that question. If you know it. Would you raise your hand if you know it? God bless you. Put your hands down. Then let me ask you, if you just put your hand up, say, Preacher, I'm going to heaven and I know it. How many say I'm going to heaven, Preacher? But, boy, I sure need to get people to the place where where Jesus can pass by. I'm I'm a Christian. I need to do a better job of getting others to, to meet Christ. If that's you, would you put your hand up? Now, let me ask the last question. It's the most important one I'll ask today. How many say, Preacher, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not 100% sure if I die today, I'd go to heaven. But I do not want to go to hell. Listen to all of our visitors, and even if you're not a visitor, there's nothing that happens at Crossroads Baptist Church that's more important than what I'm saying right now. We've moved because it's been a long weekend, we've had a lot of testimonies. And we could spend two hours talking about Jesus and didn't scratch the surface. But, but you know, listen to me. You're going to leave here and life's going to go on. You're not going to live forever. You can go to one or two places. Listen, I know there are churches in this area that will tell you you can go, you know, purgatory or soul sleep. Or listen, when you die, listen, listen, it's just a fact. You're going to heaven or hell. And you can't get into heaven other, any other way except through the door. Jesus is the door. And I, would you just be honest with me and with God? Pastor, I'm not 100% for sure right now that I'm going to heaven. But I'm positive I don't want to go to hell. I'm not going to embarrass you or call your name out. I will just pray for you right there in your seat. Would you slip your hand up? Be honest. I'm not sure if I died. There's some hands there. All right. Yeah. Some hands there. Come on, be honest. Yes, I see the hand there. I'm not 100% for sure if I died right now that I'd go to heaven, but I am sure I do not want to go to hell. When you raise your hand, just look at me just a moment so you know I saw it. I see your hand. God bless you. So I can tell you to put it down. You can put it down. Anyone else? Yes, I see your hand. God bless you. Anyone else? Come on, be honest. Yes, God bless you. Yes, and God bless you. Someone else? Yes, and God bless you. Come on, be honest. Yes, and God bless you. Anyone else? Just slip it up and look at me. I'm not sure I'm going to heaven, but I'm sure I do not want to die and go to hell. Yes, and God bless you. Thank you for being honest. Someone else? Yes, and God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Yes, and God bless you. Hey, listen, listen, and God bless you. Come on, listen, listen, listen. What good is a church if it can't tell you how to go to heaven? And what good is a preacher if he won't point you to Jesus? Anybody else? Come on. This is why we this is why Crossroads exists. To get people to Jesus. Someone else. 
I'm not sure if I die today, I go to heaven. But I'm telling you this, preacher, I'm positive I do not want to go to hell. Yes, God bless you, sir. There's another. Let's wait just a moment for a few others that will be honest. Would you slip it up? Just, just up. Look at me long enough for me to see it. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want you to know I saw you. Hey, aren't you glad God? Yes, young man up in the balcony. God bless you. Thank you. Anyone else? Brian said he got saved on the third team stanza. Aren't you glad Jesus waited for Brian? But you know what? I, I wouldn't want to push it if I were you. I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. But I'm sure I don't want to go to hell. Anyone else? Just raise it up long enough for me to see. Now, listen. Listen, for every single one of you, put your hand up. Can I tell you something? Here's, here's my prayer. That you don't leave here unsure where you're going. Now, now I dismissed our workers in the, in the foyer for, for a simple reason. They're there to take a Bible, not a Crossroads Baptist Church covenant, not a United States Constitution. Okay? Not a watchtower, not a Quran, not that. Listen, to take a Bible and show you how you can know you're going to heaven. Don't you want to know you're going to heaven? Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do I'm going to ask you to step out in just a moment and let our folks show you how to go to heaven. You say, Well, I don't, I want to walk out of here and, and leave. For those of you in the balcony, I'm going to ask you to come down and let somebody show you. If we have a church member near one of these folks that would be willing to walk with these folks, to walk with them out back and let somebody take a Bible. We'll talk with every single person one by one all afternoon if we have to. Isn't going to heaven worth it? Help me, church, isn't it? And so let's, let's ask God to move in, in, in a special way. Where's Pascal if he's here? Let's, let's get some singing to help us. Now, Christian, if you're going to heaven and you know it, would you bow your head all over the building? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, Lord, help every single person in this building who doesn't know if he's going to heaven, she's going to heaven, to come, to come. Help each person to come. It's that important. It's that important. Christian, would you pray all over the building? Would you pray all over the building? Now let me, while the Christians are bowing their heads and praying, let me talk to every person and put your hand up. Come on. Let's, let's, can we be real with each other? Could you look at me and look, and I look at you if you raised your hand all over the building. You know who you are. I love you. I promise you I wouldn't. I'd never talk down to you and embarrass you. I wouldn't. God knows my heart. But I'm, I'm going to plead with you. I may never see you again. I'm going to plead with you in just a moment. Let's step out. Let's, let's, let's make sure that these folks are in the hallway. So they'll be there to receive them. Okay. I'm pleading with every one of you to come. Now, here's what we're going to do. He's going to start singing. As soon as he comes. Yeah, you don't even have to wait for him if you don't want to. As soon as he starts singing, I'm talking to every single one of you. Would you let us show you from the Bible? If you never come back to Crossroads and want you to go to heaven, would you? As soon as he starts singing, go ahead and sing, would you? Just Come on, some are moving right now. Come on, would you? You put your hand up. Don't, don't stay in your seat, would you? Up in the balcony, would you come? Don't be embarrassed. Yes, yes. Hey, there's several of them. Several of them. Yes.
Some of you others, put your hand up. Would you, would you, would you leave your seat? Would you? Yes, something's coming from the valley. God bless you. One of our ladies will be there to receive you. And others are coming. Yes. I mean, you put your hand up. I don't want to be pressured. We're not trying to pressure you. Wait a minute before you sing. I'm almost finished. I'll quit. Somebody said, well, I don't really believe in this, this soul winning thing. You know, going knocking on people's doors and telling about Jesus and trying to get people saved. I, I don't really believe in that stuff. You know, I look at my Bible and the biggest advocate of soul winning and going out and trying to get people saved. You know, the biggest advocate of trying to go get people saved was in the Bible, the rich man from hell. He was crying from hell. Please send somebody to go tell my brothers. I don't want them to come where I am. You, you want motivation to accept Christ as Savior? Read the interview of the man in the Bible whom God allowed to speak from hell. He said, send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in this flame. Nobody in hell wants anybody to come there. And nobody going to heaven shouldn't be content without wanting everybody to go there. More stands and nobody comes. I'm done. I'm not. I'm, Jackie said this morning. I don't. She like to ask people for help. I don't like to beg people. But forget pride, brother. Talk about going to heaven. I'll beg. I sure will. Paul said, "I beseech you, be ye reconciled to God." In Jesus' name. One more stands and no one comes. Christian, are you praying folks through? I've seen people fight with responding to the Lord. I'm watching some now. Would you pray that they respond? Sing one more stand. Christian, if you're in the presence of someone near that needs some help to walk with you or you to walk with them, would you be willing to say, I'll walk with you? I'll take you to be close. Situational way. dealt with about their soul salvation and if they do what Jesus said like this man did what Jesus said they will be changed if you're a child of God and you're glad that some people walked out 
to allow someone to show them how to go to heaven. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise.